This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to a special edition of Road School Moms Live. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglina, a full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and the co-founder at FullTimeFamilies.com. I'm coming to you live from beautiful, sunny Oregon. And this Sunday night, just like every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hello, it is Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mama to four kiddos on the road. And I am the founder and author over at RoadTripTeacher.com, which is your educational resource for full-time traveling families. We also chronicle our travels over at DiaryOfARoadMom.com, which is where you'll find kind of personal information that we carry with us off the road as far as campgrounds that we like to stay in and maybe yummy recipes that we find along the way. So we'd love to have you follow us over there. And I'm coming to you live from southwest Florida. I can't say it was beautiful and sunny today because we are in the midst of the rainy season here in Florida, but we're enjoying our time here nonetheless. And I am so excited to be coming to you from wherever in the world you are this evening. We are blessed to have you, and I love to hear your voice, KT, on Sunday nights. Right of my weekend, girlfriend. I love it. I need to hear what um what all your week was like and uh, what all your road school looked like. But I'll start by telling you what my week was like. Uh, if you are on our road school Facebook group, Road School Mom Facebook group, then you would have seen some pictures from my road school. Mary Beth and I call that a peek at our week. And we started the week planning. And we ended the week with um, bike riding. So it was a great week. You know, we're in our summer schedule here, and so we are doing read-alouds as our primary road school educational activity, and my children are charged with reading an hour a day and doing math worksheets. So that's what our road school, our formal training is looking like. Um, but then our road schooling, that clamming was, did you see the size of those clams? Oh, my goodness. I did. It was so exciting. I'm like, I was loving your pictures and wishing I was there to enjoy it with you. Now, tell me what your week looked like, Mary Beth. Well, our week um, our week actually began with um, a lost dog. I don't know if you see my pictures earlier in the week, but I uh, we had a dog that showed up in the middle of a big storm last Monday, part boxer, part pit bull, and of course, because of the nature of the breed of the dog, some of the people that were in our park were freaking out. Oh, my goodness, it's a pit bull. It's this, it's that. Well, right away I could tell, or at least I thought, that it was a very friendly dog. And as I was saying, it came right in the middle of a big storm. Of course, we felt horrible for him. And so we actually um, sheltered him for two and a half days. And so we had lots of extra activity in our house for those couple of days, as you can imagine. Um, you know, just we already have two dogs. As you know, KT, we've got two dogs and a cat on board with us. Anyway, and so adding another dog into the mix, um, much less one that we obviously didn't expect, and all of that was quite chaotic, a little bit of a circus. But in the end, it was um, 
it was all good because we found his home with his family and uh, got him back to his rightful owners and that was all a big lesson in doing things that might inconvenience you at the time but that you know is right and then in the end in the end then you can uh realize the outcome and feel good about what you've done and so that was a good life lesson to learn there and um as far as our road school is going you know as we talked about in that show a couple of um well it's been a good month ago i guess you and i shared our tips for a successful sunny road school and i think we called it summer sun and road school fun um we are kind of winding up our formal road school routine from this past year because we had some untied uh loose ends i guess is what it's called got to tie up some loose ends from that and uh we're moving into some book projects like you you've inspired us to have a reading list and um so we've just spent the last day kind of doing that it's been rainy here so we're looking for things to do inside, like reading good books and watching good movies and all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, I mentioned at the top of the broadcast that this is a special edition of Road School Moms, and that's because it is Father's Day. So the Road School Moms want to make a big shout-out to all the dads on the roads. We know that um, you are a pivotal part of our family, and we are just so blessed and appreciative of all the things that dads do for our families on the road. Um, with that in mind, at the end of the broadcast, I will be revealing the four winners of Full-Time Families Annual Father's Day Photo Contest. We have been inundated with such cherished and such beautiful photos depicting dads. Um, it's always, it, it's impossible to pick every year, and every year I forget how impossible it is. But we have narrowed it down <laughs> to the four winners. This contest was sponsored by Dish from Our RV, and these four dads will be receiving one of those awesome Yeti tumblers, you know, guaranteed to keep your slushy cold all day long kind of Yeti tumblers. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited for the dads that will be receiving that from uh, Dish from My RV, one of our new partners at Full-Time Families. If you are not uh, experiencing Dish television yet, you can go to Full-Time Families, put in the search box Dish, and you will see the offer, the exclusive offer that Dish from My RV is giving Full-Time Families members. So. Super excited that they're a partner and super excited that they sponsored the program. And I, the, the whole thing is all exciting. You know me. I'm very easily excitable. Uh, and you are going to be revealing a winner at the end too, right, Mary Beth? We are. Holly Giles was on with us a few weeks ago. And so um, we're going to give away one of her free curriculums tonight. And we'll do that at the end of the show. And we're going to tell you about another uh, freebie giveaway that we're going to announce on this show. And we have our special guest come on in a few minutes, Stephanie Simpson. And um, we've just got free free things flying all over the place. And while you're talking about partnerships and sponsorships, I want to give our shout-out to Time for Learning. Um, our loyal listeners will know Katie and I both use Time for Learning in our road schools. Um, we've used it differently at different seasons in our traveling lifetimes, but we still use Time for Learning very much here in our household, and we love that resource. If you are unfamiliar with that, we invite you to go over to timeforlearning.com and try that out. You can even get um, test drive a um, a time for learning trial membership for uh, with the coupon code Road School if you'd like to do that. And uh, we'll tell you more about that when we come back. Right now, all of us hear a word from our tenth season um, Road School Mom sponsor, Time for Learning. Pave the way for your emerging reader with Time for Learning's engaging online curriculum. Our comprehensive approach helps your little one learn to read by developing phonemic awareness and reading fluency with multiple sensory reinforcements, including interactive, 
visual activities and printable worksheets. For older students, our language arts and English curriculum builds vocabulary, writing, grammar, and reading comprehension skills. Try us out free for 14 days and see for yourself. Visit timeforlearning.com and enter coupon code ROADSCHOOLER. So brief program note that coupon code is ROADSCHOOLER. Um, I, Mary Beth and I sometimes get it confused and call it road school, but it is in fact mm -hmm. road schooler, and we welcome you to um, employ that code and uh, use it. Summer's the perfect time to um, test out curriculum, and and this is so easy. This is a no-brainer. Just go to um, timeforlearning.com, put in that promo code road schooler, and you can see if this is the answer to your um, next curriculum um, question. That's right, KT. And tonight, you know, our our show tonight is all about growing successful readers. And Time for Learning shared some of their information this evening about their language arts programs. And I can tell you that all four of my road schoolers, which this coming year will be third grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, and oh, tenth grade. It's hard for me to say that. All four of those kiddos still use Time for Learning for language arts, every single one of them. And that's one of the things they really enjoy in the Time for Learning curriculum. So we invite you to check out that Road School Moms Approved resource. Absolutely. So Mary Beth, who are we talking to and what are we talking about tonight? Well, you know, this is our, oh my goodness, this is our 134th. I'm trying to keep track of this as we go along. This is our 134th podcast. Right? Because I want to remind you how you many do times you're the only on one here. that yeah, counting that in your... Every time you say it, I'm like, what? What? No way. Yeah. But you're right. It is. This is the 134th episode of Road School Moms. We're in our 10th season here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And we're excited to be coming to you with this series because the whole 12 week program, with a bonus 13th program to that, added to that as well is all about planning a successful road school year. And so we've brought all kinds of resources to you already. We talked about morning time a couple weeks ago. Um, we've talked about record keeping um, last week. Um, I've already forgotten what we talked about last week. That's how short-term my memory is. What did we talk about last week? You remember? Amazing independent learners. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Independent learners. And tonight we are talking to you about growing successful readers. And what we know here at Road School Moms, um, at least how KT and I see it, is that we feel that there are three stages of readers in our household. And like I just talked about before, between KT and I, we've got, goodness, DJ, he's down on the kindergarten end of the spectrum, right? And then I've got my oldest, which is going into sophomore year high school. And so between KT and I, we have eight road schoolers that fit in between those parameters. So we feel like we've got it covered. And that is everyone on the reading spectrum from um, beginning readers all the way up to, you know, kind of the middle of the road where um, they're trying to um, keep keep reading fluently and learn how to read comprehensively all the way up to the kind of end of the spectrum where it's, you know, to keep them reading and keep them loving reading. And so when I was looking at our planning schedule and thinking, gosh, who do we want to come on and talk about reading? Stephanie Simpson came right to my head. Um, as you know, KT, I'm an Usborne um, rep myself under KT or under um, um, Stephanie's leadership. She's been a, an Usborne rep for a while now, and she does such a good job with, you know, going to the book fairs. And she's been at many of our um, rallies and conventions that we've had together. And, um, well, you know, when it comes to words and books and all that thing, she really represents well and has such a wealth of knowledge. So I invited her on the show tonight to to talk with us about those 
you know, seasons of readers that you have in your household and how to keep them growing successfully. And so without further ado, let's bring on Stephanie Simpson. Stephanie, welcome to Road School Moms. Actually, welcome back. This isn't your first time on the show. This isn't your first Road School Moms rodeo. Right. Thank Uh, you, Kimberly and Mary Beth. (laughs) Hey. Hi. Um, Mary Beth did a great job of introducing you, but go ahead and tell us some specifics about your full-time RVing family, how long you've been on the road, how many kiddos you have with you, um, and go ahead and uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about your family. Yes. My husband, Jason, and I have four kiddos. Caroline is almost 12, Lydia is 10, Ian is 8, and Eliza is 6. So we have quite the range of uh readers as well in our home. We've been on the road, it'll be five years next week um, that we've been traveling, and um, we've been coast to coast and back, kind of all over the place in that time, and um, have really enjoyed how the education of our whole family has been enhanced through road schooling um, in a lot of ways that we maybe didn't even think of when we first started out. Um, we just started out thinking, hey, this is fun, let's do it, and um, has been a great asset to everyone's education. Um, like I said, I we have the broad range in our home. I've got my oldest, who is 12, going on about 30, and <laughs> reads pretty much anything that she wants and to pick up that um, she'll pick up Harry Potter or Shakespeare or... Um, then or she'll read Little House on the Prairie with her younger ones. Um, my middle daughter is a middle school reader as well. My son is an emerging reader. He's eight and just um, becoming an independent reader. And then our six-year-old is in the beginning processes of learning to read. Um, so with those, kind of looking at the different stages, um, like there's, there's a lot of similarities between um, what we do for each of the different stages for developing their reading, but then also different ways that we kind of expand on it for different ages. So, like, let's try start with um, kids who are learning to read. Um, that with them, I like to have lots of picture books available to them. Now, that means different things in our road schools that it, if you were in a sticks and bricks, you might have bookshelves and baskets full of books all over every room in your house. And we we can't do that quite the same way um, uh, in our road schools. But that you can have a few books that maybe you've picked up at a library sale or from the exchange in your campground, um, pick up a few books and have a couple maybe in their bunk and a couple maybe sitting at the breakfast table or a couple in a little magazine rack in the bathroom, a couple in the back seat of your car, but just a couple of just books pretty much anywhere that they're going to sit that are accessible to them. Um, And it could be too that if you have e-readers, Kindles, that on those you can find picture books for Kindles. Now it's not quite the same. that I, I really am fond of the the board book pages or even picture book pages where they can flip through. But when you can't have hundreds and hundreds of books in your road school, 
um, having some of those that are available on your Kindle or e-reader are really helpful to have so that um, they can be, like if they have their, their tablet time, like older siblings, that they can be flipping through picture books on that as well. Um, we read aloud a lot, and especially for our beginning readers, it's as, as frequently as they bring us books, we're reading aloud to them. Um, and try to keep it no pressure. Um, lots of playing with letters and sounds. Um, that's a great age for if you're playing the alphabet game as you're driving down the road and have them call out when they see the letter A on a sign or the letter B on a sign and just playing around with letters, practicing letter sounds, maybe have a a magnet board with letters that they use to play with the letters while you're going down the road. Um, just lots of no-pressure ways that they're they're playing with letters and sounds and becoming familiar um, with with what letters sound like and how they come together. Um, then, with your emerging readers, again, you want to have a variety of books available to them. It becomes a little bit easier um, to use your Kindles and e-readers because they'll start to have um, more chapter books that are available to them. Um, and so you also want to have some picture books. You want to have different reading levels, some that are going to be a little easier than their reading level that they don't always need to be challenged, and sometimes they want um, to pick up a copy of Goodnight Moon or whatever that is way easier than what than their reading level is, but they're comfortable with it, and so they get that practice. Um, you'll want some that are at their reading level, and then you'll want some available to them that are a little bit challenging, that um, you know they're not quite there yet, but they're interested in the topic, and so they'll they'll pick up the book and try to read it. You'll want to continue reading aloud at that stage that while they are able to read to themselves, that they still want to be read to. And it still helps as they're developing their reading skills to hear you reading aloud to them. And it might be that maybe you're reading aloud and they're reading along on their Kindle too, and so they're seeing it, but they're also hearing it, and that helps develop those reading skills. And um, this is a time when like, maybe you would allow the child to help you read the park rules. If you go to a park and there's rules like stay on the trail or um, no pets on trail or something like that, that, have the child help you read those rules. That's a good chance for them to gain confidence um, that this is something valuable to your family, that they're able to read to you, and that gives them confidence. Um, and then a travel idea of, of having a travel bingo game where there's simple words to read instead of at that beginning reader stage, it might be just a letter that they're looking for. Now they're looking for, like, it might say bird, and when they see a bird, then they would find the word bird and mark it off. Um, but just helping them to become more independent and seeing that their reading skills are developing and that they have a valuable place in their life. And then for kids who are confident readers, to help them develop 
that lifelong love of reading and not just see it as this is something that they have to do for school. Um, give them access to lots of high-interest reading material. Um, if you know that your child is really interested in, um, say, World War II history, make sure that you have some books around about World War II history. Or if they really like um, Victorian-era novels, keep, keep some of those around. Help, help them get access to some of those books that are high interest to them so that they'll want to keep reading. Um, at this stage, that you still want to do reading aloud with them. It still helps them develop their reading skills. But it might be that you're sharing reading aloud with them. Maybe you're reading um, a Little House on the Prairie as a family together. This, your, your confident reader can take turns and maybe read a chapter and then you read a chapter. And um, that they, they're able to, to have a big part in that read aloud with your family. And, um, and for this stage, having lots of field guides around are really helpful. They're becoming much more curious about the things that you're exploring. And instead of just finding a snake and saying, oh, it's a snake, that they can they can explore it deeper and find out well what kind of snake is this where does it live what are what are things about its habitat and having having field guides available to them are good and um, also find this is a stage where you can find fiction that can align with your travels um, maybe you're in uh, using the Little House in the Prairie example that maybe you're traveling through the Midwest and you can read Little House on the Prairie to go along with where you're traveling through Minnesota, the Dakotas, and so forth. Um, but just finding local fiction to tie in with where you're traveling helps to build that interest and love of reading um, and bring the stories to life. So if there's some of the same things that you might do at the different stages, but like things like reading aloud that a lot of times it's easy to think that, oh, once they're able to, to read on their own, that we don't need to, to read aloud anymore, but they still, they still desire that, and they can have a shared part in that as well. I'm so glad that you um, mentioned keeping challenging books um, available for your readers because I, I was thinking about this week when I was just kind of trying to evaluate where my own kiddos were, you know, in their reading process. and. Um, I kind of have always had an old rule of thumb that was, you know, if a, if one of my kiddos is trying to read a book on her own and they, you know, if they get to five words that they don't know and if they get stumped five times on a page, then that's always been kind of my rule of thumb that that book is probably too challenging for them at right. that time. Is that, is that sound about right, Stephanie? That is, yes. That is. So, but if it's if it's a high interest to them, you might keep it on the shelf, and they might come back to it. Um, or if they're interested in it, they might want to give it a try again in a in a month or two. Um, see if they're they're ready for it at that point. 
Well, and don't you think that if, you know, you have a challenging book, and this is something that actually happened to me this week, I had given um, Tori a book that she was so interested in reading. It was about butterflies. And it was even marked for the level. And it was a, it was a, it was a couple levels above her, but it was something that she'd seen mm-hmm. in the bookstore. So we brought it home. She tried to read it. And then um, so we sat down on the couch together, and it ended up that we read it aloud. And um, Taylor even kind of joined in. And so it, I was kind of even a light bulb on for myself that, you know, it was too challenging, too challenging for her to read independently. But it worked out really well because she could still participate, you know, as we were reading aloud together, you know, I let her read the page. And then when we got to a word that she didn't understand, we'd sound it out. I would say yeah. it because I could tell right away. And then we would keep reading. And so it was kind of like a co-reading experience. We had never done it that way before, you know, but instead of just, you know, me taking the floor and just taking it away from her, she actually kept reading. And then I kept, you know, I kind of helped her read through it. And I was oh, surprised. Yeah, I was surprised that she um, that was she was all about that. And so the very next day, she brought me that same book and said, "Hey, you know, mommy, can you help me read this book?" And I was like, "Ah, that that was a good thing." <laughs> so that was a you know one of my little success stars that kind of went off in my head. Yay! Well, that is great. Stephanie, you and I have talked about this because, uh, like Ian and his emerging reading, and um, Ian is your third child, and Tonya is my emerging reader, and yes. she is also my third child. And the older two did not struggle with reading the same way that uh, that uh, Tonya is experiencing, and so that you know works as a, as a, a detriment to her because she's lacking confidence. What would you say? to road school moms who have taught uh, other kiddos to read and are now are being challenged by readers in their household? Well, it's hard, especially, like, we've talked about it many different times because, yeah, Tonya and Ian are have very similar experiences of seeing their older siblings. Reading came so easy. They were reading on their own, pretty young ages, both wanting to read and just, not being, they're just not ready until they're much older. And that um, it's it, it, it's hard because you empathize with the child who really wants to read and hard to explain to them that they're just not ready yet, that the, they can keep practicing and they'll get there eventually. Um, and continue to read aloud to him or her, that that's one thing that we've, just done continuously with our son um, that he he's eight and a half he's just starting to take off reading independently here in the past uh, three or four months and that that the confidence is building now once he got to it was very simple phonics readers he could read on his own a lot of memorization with that but then he was reading very simple um, phonics readers and some very basic graphic novels to us and just continuing whatever he wanted to read if it was above his reading level and really most anything above a phonics reader really was above his reading level. We would just read it to him and when he was comfortable with picking out words then he would jump in and read a word to us here and there as he was ready, but trying to keep it no pressure um, because we, we've we tried different reading 
lessons and things like that. And every time that it started to feel like there was an expectation of you need to be able to read this, it would be discouraging to him when he couldn't. And we just set it aside and said, we'll get back to this another time. How about how about we, I read another story to you? Um, and sometimes, too, um, you just find whatever is fun for them to read, even if it's not great literature. That <laughs> this is where that I don't. It was um, some graphic novels. I can't even remember the series it was. That where I finally realized my, Ian's reading this to me. That it's not just memorizing and it was it was just something we had found on the Kindle and thought it would be fun that he has the pictures to go with it. Oh, and it's we've had lots of Captain Underpants uh, recently, and he, Captain Underpants is maybe not one of my favorite um, series to to have around, but I'm becoming much more fond of Captain Underpants because it's getting my son's attention and his interest, and he's wanting to work harder at reading because he really wants to read the Captain Underpants stories. Um, and Big Nate stories are another one that is, they're maybe not the, the highest literature, but, you know, that it's, it's high interest for him and it's a lot of fun and it's getting getting him to dig in with reading. So it, whatever it is that gets their attention and their interest, it's 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 a good book, um, even if it may not be what you consider a good book. If it catches their attention and helps them to um, love reading, it's a good book. That's so funny. I'm going to tell just a little short story about Captain Underpants. So I had the same um, initial reaction when back when Tyler was learning to read or whatever – and there were certain theories that I was like, well, I'm not letting my kids read this, and I'm not letting them read that, and I don't blah, 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 <laughs> right? And so Captain Underpants was on that list. Big Nate was another one. Smelly Cat, that was another. There were several that I was yeah. just like, mm, no. Well, of course, Tyler, um, you know, Captain Underpants became, like, the thing for him. And just like you, I realized quickly that, okay, so he loves to read this. And that's what I want him to do, right? I want him to love to read, so I need to keep my mouth shut and let this, you know, learning process go on. And, by the way, that at that point, we were still in the sticks and bricks. We hadn't even thought of traveling at that point. He was in public school system. But um, my point of the story is he went on to be a big Captain Underpants lover. He read all the books. He still has some of them in his reading cubby, even though he is in high school, because he always loved those books. <laughs> No one else in my family, thank the good Lord, liked Captain Underpants, so I didn't have to revisit any of those. <laughs> but you know how the Captain Underpants movie is on right now. Yes. One of Tori's, yep. So one of Tori's little friends this week wanted to go see the movie here in, in in our park, and so we went to a matinee. And I mentioned to the big kids the night before, hey, I'm taking you know the, Tori and Braden. We're going to the matinee in the morning. We're going to see Captain Underpants. Tyler came off the couch. I mean, you know, he's a teenager. He just turned 16. There's not much that he smiles and gets excited <laughs> about with mom. I want to go to that. I can't believe it. I've been wanting to go see that movie, blah, blah, blah. And it was so funny because we were the only ones. Of course, I read those silly books aloud with him so much when he was younger. I hated every minute of it, but I did it. And it was so funny because 
my other kids sat through it when we left there. All, every single one of them, and even Tanner, you know, I don't, I, I do not get that. Though I don't get it. It's not funny to me at all. <laughs> but Tyler and I totally had that connection, and so I was thankful for it. And it just goes to show you that you really can't make those determinations early on because whatever your kiddos love to read, you will learn to love it that they read yes. that way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so. You know, spontaneous learning is such a big part of all of our outdoor learning adventures. And um, we're going to talk a little bit later about learning adventures and the things that you take with you. And if you've listened to us very long here on Road School Moms, you know that all my kiddos have one of my road trip teacher backpacks. Um, Stephanie and I are going to give one of those away um, with some us foreign um, products in it later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. But Stephanie, tell me what... Um, with that kind of, you know, outdoor learning adventure thing in mind, what resources can we have on hand specifically to encourage our readers in that type of environment and maybe the kinds of things that you would keep in, you know, a backpack if you have it, you know, ready to go for your nature walks or things like that? I know you mentioned field, you know, field guides, um, but what what other things and resources could we keep for those readers, um, you know, that they can use outside while they're hiking or, you know, adventuring outside? Yeah, I I love field guides, and we have we have tons around our our trailer with um, different whether it's bugs or rocks or mammals or whatever the case may be. Um, we also keep encyclopedias like history encyclopedias and science encyclopedias. You, it wouldn't be in a backpack, but usually readily available in our vehicle when we're out, but if we are going to a historical site, um, then we can look up, well, what was happening in this area in this time of history? Or um, if we're going to a volcano, we can look up in the encyclopedia and research about volcanoes um, while we're doing our field trips. Um, Let's see lots of maps and atlases available so that kids can can look up and do their own mapping of where we're traveling to. Um, and then local literature resources. Um, and it, it could be something as simple as, um, like when we were in Texas, we picked up a book that was The Three Little Javelinas, basically the story of the three little pigs, but um, in a southwest mm-hmm style and that was one that we would bring along and it because it told a little bit about um the southwest um that had some of the southwest flavors told have a little bit about um the geography and the culture and um we've also we spend a lot of time in Louisiana and so we've got a couple of different Cajun books that we tuck tuck in for when we're in that area and just to kind of learn about the culture wherever we are. Um, And so I I like to have have those kind of books handy. Um, And they're ones that our kids love picking up because it's about where we are at that moment and it might not be interesting to them when we're in Indiana about – these these Cajun books, but when we're in Louisiana, it, it reminds them of where we are, and they can pick out the different animals or landmarks or whatever the case may be, and so it's very interesting to them at that point. 
Uh, I just want to um, tell listeners that's a really good tip, and we also have the Three Little Hovelinas book, Stephanie. Um, and um, while you can, you know, obviously Stephanie and Mary Beth both represent Upburn, which has fantastic books. But, but another great place to get books is the local Goodwill if you're traveling, mm-hmm. because I find a lot of regional books in those Goodwills while I'm traveling, which is really a huge blessing to our family because I love them. And then I'm able to pass them on to other families who are going to be in the um, in the vicinity after me. Also, I love to check out the uh, book exchange at the campgrounds because they also will have some regional books to look for. So those are my two tips uh, for looking for books. Uh, but we did mention Usborne, so before um, we get any further, I want um, to be able to direct listeners to where they can find your Usborne shop, Stephanie. Where is that on the web? Absolutely. Well, on Facebook, I have a business page, which once or, once or twice a week or so, I'll update with reading tips or if we have new books coming out, things like that. Um, and that's uh, on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash explore with Usborne. And then my website where you can search for any of the Usborne or Kane Miller uh, is the other publisher with Usborne Books and More. Um, Any of those books that your heart desires, it's at explorewithusborne.com. I love that. So, Stephanie, you and I talked about um, doing a giveaway tonight, and so what we decided to do was I'm going to give away one of my Road Trip Teacher backpacks, so you can go on roadtriptteacher.com and check out what those are like, and the winner of that can pick um, one of the colors that we have on hand in our learning shop. That includes that 13-inch backpack, and it has a compass in it, and it has a whistle in case your hiker gets misplaced and needs to uh, call for help. It has a flashlight, it has a pair of binoculars, a bug catcher, and some tweezers so that you can take your little specimens and put them in the plastic bags that are included with that. And also with that, um, we're going to give away an Usborne book that's going in that. Is that right, Stephanie? Can you tell us about that? Yes. It's um, a Usborne book, a beginner's book of nonfiction about ants, and um, so they learn all about Ants and Mary Beth has a uh, study guide to the ABCs of ants that goes along with that. Um, she's including with the prize pack. So I love that combination. Yeah, it'll be fun. So here's our challenge to you, Road School Moms, between tonight's show on the 18th and next Sunday night. Um, we need you to email me at info at roadtripteacher.com. And all you have to do is put ants in the subject line and then give us a fact about ants, a fun fact that you or your kiddos or someone in your road school or your household learned or knows about ants. And you just put that in the email and send it to info at roadtripteacher.com. And next Sunday night, we will draw one of those names out of that hat and we will give away that backpack with all those little prizes inside. Fun. Yeah, this is fun. I think, Stephanie, you and I are going to co-promote um, a party coming up on Facebook, right? And so we yes. will we'll have that, so, and I'm sure you'll yes. have that available. Yes, be watching for a date for that, that Mary Beth is going to be doing a party for um, her road school moms and road trip teacher followers. 
So um, that'll be coming up on uh, her road trip teacher site as well. Right, and I'll have to tell you that KT helped me today. Um, my Usborne site will be up and running this week under usborneadventures.com. So I'm excited to get Yay. all that going and excited to have that going as well. And thank you so much for coming on this evening and talking with us about, you know, how to grow readers and grow them successfully and to keep them reading. We so appreciate all your wordly, wordly words of, or wisely words or something. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> wisely, oh. wise words of wisdom. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Enjoy sharing. Thanks, Stephanie. I hope to run into you. You know, I just left Stephanie um, in California. We're in Oregon. Um, I hope I see you up in the Pacific Northwest more this yes. summer. Actually, I will, we actually, right? We have a date together. Yes, we'll be together here in a couple months for the eclipse in Oregon. So That's right. Very cool. Well, I look forward to seeing your, you and your family again. It's always a treat to spend time with the Simpsons folks. Yes. Well, we we just skipped up to, to Washington today. So it was a finish up the travel day just to, in time to hop on the show tonight. So. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you us. coming on. Yep. Good night. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Oh, that was such good information. That was um Good stuff. You know, I hope, you know, so while Stephanie was talking, I kept hearing the word, and we talk about this like every show when we're not talking about morning time, which <laughs> we've done a really great job of not talking about morning time this show, Mary Beth, so I'm not going to break yourself. our streak. <laughs> right, you just couldn't stand it, could you? I couldn't. But, but I did hear another theme. So we love to talk about expectations, and this goes hand in hand. And um, what Stephanie was talking, especially about emerging readers, she was talking about not putting pressure on emerging readers. And we put pressure on our children because of our expectations. So they really do go hand in hand. And I can't tell you, if you could really reel yourself in, road school mom, and you know who I'm talking to, if you could really reel yourself in, take a deep breath, and have faith that this is all really going to work out, you will get so much further. And, you know, I need this reminder all the time, too. Like every Monday, probably every Wednesday. By Friday, <laughs> it'd be good if it was tattooed on my face. Um, but if you if you can just take a deep breath and take the pressure off your children, and, and I think it's ironic because, you know, we don't have the same pressure on our children that our traditional um, family counterparts do, like the, the kids that go to school all day long and then go to extracurricular activities and then – you know, are in all these different clubs and uh, and all that pressure. I can't even imagine what that is like. I'm so removed from that, thank God, for the last seven years, and I can't even imagine what that would be like. But yet, even in our what some might call lackadaisical lifestyle, although it's not, you know, we have structure and we have our own schedules and plans, we still have this propensity to put this pressure on our children. And it's really not helping anybody. So Road School Mom, just cut it out. I just had a fight break out in my house. Well, I have to tell you, I'm totally distracted. Stop. <laughs> right now. That is ridiculous. We are going to talk about this after this show. Anyway, that was a very good, very, very, very good point, Casey. And I was with you all the way until the last 10 seconds. Um, so, yeah, about the pressure. 
Woo! About the pressure. Um, that's exactly what happened this week with Tori when, when I was talking about that book, you know, because the normal me would have said, oh, that's too hard for you, you know, and then that would have made her feel like she failed, right? Which that's not what I meant at all, but it's one of those things that we forget about the perception that, you know, or the expectations that our kids think that we have for them, and then the, then we create that for themselves. Um, but instead, just because I took that extra, like, probably deep breath and maybe 10 or 15 seconds and read the word aloud and then she went on and then I read the next word aloud and then she kept on going. Then I was like, Oh, well, this is working nicely. And you know, by the end of the book, I could tell she felt better about it. I felt better about it. And then, you know, the, the cherry on top for me was the next day when she brought me that same book and said, can you help me read this again? And I was like, Oh, that's such a good thing. You know? So very good advice. Very good advice. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, just so people know that we are two real moms who come to you from two real boxes on wheels with real children <laughs> and real pets. You know, I love that Mary Beth is keeping it authentic instead of putting it on mute and yelling at everybody. <laughs> oh, believe me, I was trying to put it on mute, but I just I couldn't believe what happened. Somebody actually hit somebody else with a pizza box and then uh, it was just crazy. Anyway, it's all real. That's right. It is very, very real where we are. Oh, my goodness. You know, you just mentioned something that made me that made me think of something that I want to talk about tonight just very quickly. So it's so funny. It's so funny you said that, Stephanie Simpson. She talked a little bit about the Little House in the Prairie books and how you can use that in your travels. And you know, KT, that I'm like probably the one of the world's biggest uh, Little House fans in the first place. Um, but those of you that are familiar with Holly Giles, you know KT and I love her curriculum, um, Blaze New Trails. And we talked with Holly at FPEA a few weeks ago, and since then I have met with her and learned all about her book club that she is starting this fall. It's going to start in September of this year, and it is a book club loosely based on her curriculum called Prairie Life, which sold out at FPEA, by the way, um, there in her booth. But she is starting a book club in September. It's going to go all the way through December. It has weekly um reading synopsis on it it has art projects and lesson plans built in it has copy work and um, activities built in for your emerging readers obviously you would have to tailor that those stories um, a little bit because you know the little house books are, are more for an intermediate reader um, in your elementary school probably road schooler but i can tell you that i have since found some beginning little house books little um, little house in the big woods books that we're going to introduce on that book club as well. I've signed on with with Holly to help her um, with that book club. We're actually, um, I'm working right now on the components for an interactive notebook for Little House in the Big Woods. If your road schoolers have already read that book, there's a supplement that you can um, use instead for Little House on the Prairie for that actual book. And I am so excited, Katie, about this um, for two reasons. Well, for three reasons. First, obviously, because I love that book series so much, and I'm excited that my own kids are going to go through it. Um, it. Holly even has built into this book club, if you think, oh, that sounds wonderful, but my kids are past that. You know, she has some tips in there each week on your older kids, you know, even middle school. I mean, possibly even high school. It would depend on your, you know, your road schooler um, and, and how they like to learn and the things they like to learn about. But she even has what she calls Beyond the Prairie in that book club, in those book club lesson plans, so that you can use it for everyone in your household. It really could be a fun 
family book hub project. Um, but at the end of that, you'll have an interactive notebook for each one of your road schools, if that's how you decide to do it, or you could even do one as a family and document the things that you're doing in there. Holly's going to come on once a week and um, do videos and webinars on some of the things like how to make a rag doll and things like that. So if you have gather your supplies, then you can make that along with her. Um, somewhere during that book club, um, there's going to be virtual field trips from some of the little house locations in the Midwest, and yours truly will be getting the awesome opportunity to visit some of those sites. So I'm really, really excited about that. One of the sites that we have on our travel agenda is the blind school that Mary, um, the actual character in the, uh, that book series, went to when she went blind during her childhood. We're going to actually go and do some um, travels around that area to research that, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but the most exciting thing about the book club, in my opinion, is that at the end of the whole series, Holly has put together this huge physical event, it's, it, um, and it'll be available virtually as well. So if you're in the book club and you're not in the Florida area, you can still enjoy the benefits and the, the visuals and everything from the video live stream that will come from that day. But she is planning um, an event um, like Prairie Days. And that will be held in Florida. It will be in the Orlando area. So if you're going to be in Florida in December and you have readers in your household that may enjoy the Little House series, I invite you to go to the show notes for this podcast because I'm going to put that book club information in the podcast so that you can um, you know, access that and see all the wonderful things she has going. It's really exciting. I, um, My kiddos are excited about it, and I'm excited about it. We can't wait to get started. So Check that out. I'll put the show notes, uh, or I'll put those notes in our in our podcast notes. Um, and if you want to learn more about it, you can go over to the Giles Frontier. The information is in that um, on her website. Very cool. That sounds like so much fun. And you know, uh, growing up on the East Coast, this is what I've learned, Mary Beth, from traveling. If you grew up anywhere in the Midwest, you're a Little House fan. If you grew up on the East Coast, chances are good you're a Nancy Drew fan. Um, because that's just the genres that we have. Um, mm -hmm. So, anyway, uh, I am trying, trying to figure out how we can be um, Little House fans. So we will be um, working with that book club. I'm sure I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's something I think it'll be fun. There's going to be opportunities to. Um, I'm, I know Holly's still working out lots of details. She has lots of cool ideas, but kind of interact with each other, you know, you know, throughout the week. And if you're road schooling families, especially part of our community here in the road school moms, um, you know, that's something that we can kind of share our progress as we go along. Um, there's nothing to say that we can't start our own road school moms, you know, kind of book club thing on the side to, to look at what each other's doing and maybe have our kiddos share their projects with each other, you know, to see what each one of our families are doing. I can see all kinds of ways to interact with that. So I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Well, it's um, almost the end of the broadcast. Thank you if you are if you tuned in tonight for the first time. Welcome. Um, and it is time to reveal the four winners of Yeti tumblers from Dish for My RV, our sponsor for the Full Time Family's annual FTF Father's Day. This is a lot of F photo contest. Um, as always, we were inundated with some of the most cherished images I've ever seen. You know, it's so heartwarming to see. Um, pictures of these FTF dads across the country exploring alongside with their children. Um, but we have narrowed it down to four winners, 
So without further ado, I will announce them. And I will be reaching out to you this week and uh, getting your physical address. So our partners at Dish for My RV can send you your Yeti Tumblr. If you're not familiar with Dish for My RV, it is a, a subscription service for Dish Television that moves where your RV goes, so it's very convenient. And at this point, it's affordable specifically for FTF members because Dish for Our RV has Dish for My RV has offered FTF members an exclusive savings. So go to fulltimefamilies.com and use keyword Dish to figure that out um, and see if Dish for My RV may be a follow-up. Father's Day present for your FTF dad. But the winners are Jill Robbins, Jody Moxon, Monica King, and Cynthia Hacker. A great big thank you to everyone who submitted pictures. We appreciate your uh, participation in this event. And uh, stay tuned for um, some more pictures. You can see a whole bunch of them. We've been featuring them all weekend on uh, fulltimefamilies.com. So you can check them out right there. Congratulations. I love that. I have no idea how you picked from those pictures because there were so many good ones. So kudos to you for doing that, and congratulations to those winners. Now let me take a, a brief second. When we talked to Holly Giles two weeks ago here on Road School Moms, she was so generous as to give away a copy of that Prairie Life curriculum. That's a 12-week study um, called Prairie Life. has lots of really fun activities to keep your roads full. And it would be the perfect thing to do for the summer because it's, you know, kind of a short-term project, but one that the whole family can enjoy. And so the winner of that is Darlene Ann. Darlene Ann. And I will be emailing her um, and Holly and putting those two together so that she can receive her copy of Prairie Life. Now, if you remember, um, Holly also is going to give away another curriculum that she sells in her very wonderful booth called Experiencing Math and Parks. And so I'm going to tell you that we're saving that curriculum, and we're going to give that away on our math show here in a few weeks. And so between now and then, if you will send me an email at info at roadtripteacher.com and show me a picture of how you could use Sharpen Your Kiddos Math Schools outside the RV. So Anywhere in nature, anywhere outside, it doesn't have to be at a park, but if it's even a par at a park, that's even better. But anywhere outside that shows your road schoolers uh, sharpening their math skills. Snap a quick pic and send that to info at roadtripteacher.com, and we'll put you in the running for the giveaway of that curriculum that she puts out, Experiencing Math in Parks. I love that. Very nice. Well, again, welcome, new listeners. And to our old listeners, thank you so much for continuing to tune in. I want to tell you, Mary Beth, we reached 10,000 downloads this month, 10,000 downloads. So thank you so much. If you are spreading the word of Road School Moms, you are doing your community a huge service because it's so important that moms get connected to, um, to valid, inspiring advice. And, and we love all of our guests that make the time on Sunday nights to come on. And Mary Beth and I spending every Sunday night for the last 134 weeks with each That's other. Right. Um, but it, it's been a huge blessing and something that we look forward to every week. If you need prayer, I'm here to tell you that Road School Moms has its own dedicated group of prayer warriors. And um, they are ready and waiting for your prayer request. It's really easy to get in touch with them. You just need to email rsmprayers, Road School Mom, rsmprayers at gmail.com. And then your confidential prayer request will be sent on to our prayer warriors. 
Um, it's a it's a huge blessing to have that as part of our ministry here. Also, I haven't even gotten to tell you this yet, Mary Beth. You know, in the past we did um, a um, a Road School Moms Bible study with Dieta that was based on community and was a huge gift and blessing to a lot of our members. Well, Road School Mom Heather Paul has reached out to me, and she would like to um, create um, a new Road School Mom specific. Uh, Bible study. So look for information coming up very shortly on that, and we'll be kicking that off. Um, I think she might have said September. I'm not exactly sure when she said, but it's going to be on Fruits of the Spirit, which is one of my favorite things to study because, you know, there is no law against those things. Um, and I'm really just excited to uh, to have another opportunity to share um, the Lord's Word with our Roads for Moms community. So thank you, Heather Paul, for reaching out. And I look forward to all the road school moms that will be able to participate. That's awesome. Lots of good things coming up here on Road School Moms, including next week's show on June the 25th, Experience America the Beautiful. We'll be featuring our Road School Moms approved resource, Not Grass History. Um, our loyal listeners know that's a curriculum I absolutely love. My kiddos use it in our own road school, America the Beautiful. Um, and so we're going to bring Not Grass History on next week to talk a little bit about social studies curriculum and how you can experience America the Beautiful, whether you're on the road or not. So we're looking forward to them. If you um, are listening to us over at iTunes on a replay tonight, thank you for hitting that replay. As Kimberly mentioned, we had um, – I've hit that milestone of downloads right here on Road School Moms, and we're so excited about that. And our reviews are really important to us as well. So please, 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 when you get done with this replay, um, hit those stars and give us the review. When you get done and you've completed that review, send me an email at info at roadtripteacher.com, or you can even send it to Kimberly over at Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com, and let us know that you've completed that review, and I will be glad to send you the digital learning product of your choice from my shop over at roadtripteacher.com absolutely free as uh, as, a, as a thank you for that. So um, what else do we have to talk about, KT? Oh, one other thing I was going to mention. Um, if you are listening to us tonight live or on a replay, do not forget how many resources are available over um, on our network at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you're not familiar with that, go check it out. There's tons of other podcasts absolutely free on our network that are absolutely wonderful. Um, I just had the pleasure of listening to one from Dr. D. That's a math curriculum. Um, Kimberly, what we've had others on our show from um, – we've had Kendra and Fletch on our show from um, – can't think of it. What's their show called? That's so terrible. IRL, right? Yes, right. Yes. Um, anyway, the point is, check that out. There's tons of podcasts available over there, just like ours. Very easy. Just hit replay and listen to all those wonderful downloads. So anything else we need to talk about tonight, Katie? Uh, yeah, actually, Stephanie reminded me, um, you and I are both hosting East-West Eclipse Hangouts. Isn't that true, Mary Beth? Oh, my goodness, yes, and mine is really shaping up. But remind us about yours first. Okay, so we are going to be up in Oregon in Bend. Um, it's one of the first places across the country that you'll be able to see the eclipse. And um, we have a few spots left if you'd like to join us. Uh, you can find the information at fulltimefamilies.com. 
and you just click on the Upcoming Events to, tab, and then you'll see all the events. In fact, a big shout-out to the Boudreaux family, who will be hosting a 4th of July event in a few short weeks in Hershey. And um, then we've got Bend, and then we've got um, the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, and then um, Jill Robbins, at one of, ironically one of the Father's Day winners, and Lisa Green are hosting a not-to-be-missed Halloween hangout uh, in Myrtle Beach, Florida, and Myrtle Beach, Florida, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So you can find all that information and then also the information about the mom's cruise that I'm going to be going on um, in November uh, at fulltimefamilies.com. Click on upcoming events and you'll see all the details there. Now, where's yours going to be? Oh, my goodness. So um, our Solar Fest event will be in Carbondale, Illinois. Road, teacher, road Trip Teacher will be there um, sponsoring some all Eclipse workshops. Um, I'm excited to announce that Scrafty over at WhenYouRiseUp.com, if you've got Minecraft kiddos in your household, um, Scrafty is going to do a Minecraft class that is based off of that Eclipse um, study guide that we'll be using in those Road Trip Teacher workshops, so we're super stoked about that. We've also also got some field trips lined up at the Science Museum, and the most exciting thing, um, I think, anyway, about our event is that we are going to be able to partner up with um, Southern Illinois University right there in Carbondale. They have Eclipse Day there at the Saluki Stadium, and so um, those tickets to our event there in Carbondale, Illinois, will include the day, um, a day ticket to the Eclipse Day, um, normally $25 a person, we'll have those as part of um, the value added on your, um, oh, what do I want to say, as part of your package for coming to Carbondale. Um, and from that Saluki Stadium, there's NASA's live streaming um, their Eclipse coverage. Adler Planetarium from Chicago is going to be there. Lots of cool things um, in Carbondale, Illinois, which, by the way, is I think it's the longest um, duration for the eclipse, like two minutes, 42 seconds. So we're really excited about being there. And I can tell you that our crew is going to, uh, the weekend before the eclipse, we're going to be in Springfield, Illinois. The weekend after the eclipse, we're going to be over by St. Louis. And uh, we're going to have just kind of a 10-day-long uh, informal meetup slash get-together um, hangout. So we're excited about those days for us there in August. Sounds like entirely too much fun. <laughs> well, then you should just cancel your Oregon reservation and come hang out with me in Illinois. <laughs> so there. <laughs> yeah. Touche, touche. Well, um, that's all I've got. How about you? Okay, well, I think that's a wrap. So once again, thank you, thank you to Time for Learning, our official sponsor for Season 10 of Road School Moms. Thank you guys for listening tonight and set your timers for next weekend, Sunday night, same time, same place, right here on the Ultimate Radio Network. And uh, we'll be coming to you live then. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.